Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God brought to you by Pastor Daniel Abedu. Yes, bread of heaven, this morning we pray that you fill us. Fill us, Lord. Fill every empty space. This morning our prayer is that, Lord, empty us. Empty us of the wickedness. Empty us of any bad thing, Lord. And rather fill with the Spirit of God. Empty us of the heaviness. Heaviness. The things that are troubling us this morning. I pray that, Lord, you empty us. And rather fill us with you. Let your perfect plan that you have for us this morning be fulfilled. May we not leave this place, Lord, the same, Lord, as we have, as we came in the name of Jesus. Have your way and let your way be done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Give a better clap of hand unto Jesus. And you can take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing to see you once again. Yeah. Don't be discouraged at all when you see that a lot of our brothers and sisters are not in church. But you have overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. So clap for yourself for making it to church. Yeah. It's a blessing to see you all once again. You are doing so well, looking so nice, handsome in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Looks like the rain have taken a lot of people away from the church. Like, like rapture. Mercy upon us. Alright, we, we have been studying from the book How You Can Become a Strong Christian. How You Can Become a Strong Christian. And we are believing God to become strong. Hallelujah. When you are a strong Christian, the weather will not tell you whether you should go to church or not. The weather cannot determine where you should be. Whether it is rain or it is shining. Or there's a storm. Because you are strong. You'll be able to go to church. Because I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Alright, today, quickly, let's go to chapter 7 of the book. Chapter 7 of the book says, How to become a mature Christian. How to become a mature Christian. Every Christian is supposed to mature. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, Romano, a 3 and 9. Verse 14. What does it say? Can we all read it together? It says that that we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro 
and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive hallelujah wherefore he said that that we henceforth it means that from now onwards from now going we are no more children tossed to and fro we are no more children that you can deceive anyhow we are no more children that today you say that go here the next day, then they throw you here. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Bishop says that there are three types of Christians. And these three types of Christians, I don't know where you fall inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop said that there are babies Christians. Ask somebody, are you a baby Christian? And then he said that there are children Christians. It means Christians who behave like children. Ask somebody whether you are still a child. Are you still a child? The third type of Christian is a mature Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. A mature Christian. So you can either be a baby Christian or a child Christian or a mature Christian. May you become a mature Christian in Jesus' name. That is if you are not matured already. You know how babies they behave. The moment the first I mean, the moment you give birth to a baby right now, the next thing that follows is what? Crying. So even, even it's, it's just entrance into the world. It's full of crying. And since then, from, from the hospital out to the house, everything that the baby wants is crying. If she's feeling hot, she will cry. If he's feeling cold, he will cry. If he is feeling hungry, he will cry. Everything is about crying. The one that bothers me so much is when even they feel like sleeping. I mean, if you are there and then you feel like sleeping, what should you do? As simple as that. You feel like sleeping, just sleep. But this one, you have to be crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. Sometimes you have to do sleepless nights. You have, you, you have gone to work, you are tired. You feel like sleeping. Then 1 a.m. 
This party will get up and then be crying. You know you are not feeling hungry. You know you are not feeling hot. You just want to sleep. It's late in the night, so just sleep. Then this one we have to carry you. And then be singing for you. You have to sing for you. Man has suffered before. Sometimes in the room, you, 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 you then you have to pray by force. <laughs> Then you'll be, you be, you be singing. So I, I had to go to the internet and learn about lullaby. Baby songs. Songs that when you sing, baby can sleep so easily. Because the mother says she, has, she is tired. She has also done her. So you have come from work. So continue. And then we have to go up and down. We go up and down. Those of you who are now coming. I'm, I'm telling you what you these are some of the things you should expect yeah because the moment the baby comes your freedom is no more the time that you eat will change it is the baby that will determine when you should sleep even when you should eat everything about your life will change hallelujah Amen. the same way applies to a baby Christian they cry a lot everything then they are crying today the pastor didn't come early then he's crying he's complaining today the pastor is drinking water too much then he's complaining today the choristers didn't sing well at all Today the pastor didn't come early. They are full of complaints. And crying. So always they are crying in the church. Always they are complaining in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask somebody whether you are a baby Christian. Are you a baby Christian? Hallelujah. Amen. So we are we are we are doing this one so that we will heal ourselves. Amen. Amen. Bishop said that baby Christians they get hurt so easily. Small thing then I'm hurt. Small thing then I'm going to my, my Roman. Oh, then I'm going to my mother's church. Oh, me call me mommy, sorry. I'm going to my father's church. Oh, me call me papa, sorry. I am hurt. Hallelujah. Amen. Be delivered from a baby Christian behavior. Bishop said that a baby cannot control his flesh. And eases himself anywhere and anytime. Hallelujah. Amen. When the, when we give birth to our first girl, we visited a bishop, one of our bishops. So I mean he took he, he, he took her and then we're just playing with her. Oh, by the time we were like and then the whole place was smelling. That is how babies behave. He asks for him. He doesn't. He doesn't care whether you are the president of Ghana. If you feel like pooping, you just poop just like that. If you feel like weeping, you weep like that. Most of the time, when my wife is bathing them, I 
when she finished bathing them, I will go and then carry them. And then uh, she will go and throw the water away and then all that. So most of the whilst I'm holding them, I mean I'll be playing with them, singing and then all those things. And can you imagine? They have wooed into my mouth several times. Me, I'm carrying you like this. And straight into my mouth. Can you imagine how babies behave? Oh no, he doesn't care. We are president, we are pastor, we are I mean, I'll I'll poop on you. You are taking cocoa and then you are you are carrying a baby who is not wearing any pampers. By the time you realize, they are poopoo into the cocoa for you. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how babies behave. They don't care. They don't mind. In the same way, a baby Christian, she doesn't care. Anywhere, anyhow. Whatever she feel like doing, she'll just do it. Tell her today I feel like having sex. Then whoever is available, tell her. Then they, they do it. We are fasting. Feel like tell it's, it's now twelve o'clock. I don't think I can go up to one. Then you just break the fast. They don't mind wherever they are. Whatever they feel like, then they do it. So whether it is evil or it is good, they do things to satisfy their flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. So are you a baby Christian? Ask somebody whether you are a baby Christian. Amen. Amen. He said that children, on the other hand, as for children, they control themselves more. But they are very, very unstable. When you put a child here, they say that if a child is three years old, and then you put a child here, the maximum number of minutes that a child can be stable is three minutes. <laughs> so if the child is five years, and then you put her here, you, I'm warning you, sit down, don't go anywhere. Once he is five years, the maximum number of minutes he will obey you is five minutes. By the time the five minutes comes, he is playing some crap. Very, very unstable. Very, very unstable. So when a Christian is also like a child, he also becomes so unstable. Today, when he hear that Charlie, there's a prophet to be at the station there. He doesn't mind. He will just leave the church and then go. When he hear that hey, Charlie, there's some some miracle be is happening somewhere in Kaswa. Oh, he just leave his church and then go and then for that miracle. And children are easily convinced. You can easily convince them. Such Christians, they are the people that 
Sometimes unfortunately even some prophets deceived. Whatever they tell them. They will go and do it. Hallelujah. Amen. They are the people who do not consult the scripture. And see what is the scripture telling me about this situation that I am going through. But that is not how a Christian should behave. God is not interested in you becoming a child or a baby. God really wants us to become mature Christians. Now when you read Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. He says that for when for the time ye ought to be teachers. He says ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God he said and I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meats hallelujah Amen. it means that there should be a time in your life you should, be, you should stop taking milk and rather start taking some strong meats hallelujah Amen. recently I was watching a telly and then some parents came they are, they are very worried why are they worried? Their child is eight years. She still cannot walk. And of course, if you are a parent and your child is eight years, by eight years, it should be around class one, class two. She cannot even talk. She cannot walk. She is still like a baby. And so you become so worried. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is how God also becomes so worried. When he realized that we are not growing up. Because he said that from when for the time. It means that there should be a time you should be a teacher. And a teacher is a mature person. Now he said that ye have needed one teach you again. Hallelujah. The time that you should be walking. We are not teaching you how to crawl. It's very painful. Hallelujah. Amen. It's very, very painful. And so if you are a, a, a parent like that, you will be very, very worried. Amen. Verse 13 says that for 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 what? For everyone that uses milk. It's unskillful in the word of righteousness. For his what? For his a baby. He's a baby. So there's a time in everybody's life. You should mature to become a teacher. You should mature to become a fruitful Christian. You should mature to be praying on your own. You should mature to be reading 
reading your, the Bible on your own. You must get to a point where you don't need always need a guy. Somebody must call you. Have you had your quiet time? Somebody must call you to join a bus. Somebody must call you to join a bus center. It's like every aspect of you, somebody must, must direct you before you be able to do it. When you do that, you, you are becoming like what? A child. Now, in my company, supervisors are paid more than those who always they direct. The people who they call every day do this. Today, I've given you this assignment. Do it. Yeah. Today, don't do it this way. Do it this way. The people who are giving instruction, they rather they are not doing the work, but they rather giving instruction. They are receiving big pay. And the one who is receiving the instruction is rather taking less. Hallelujah. Amen. It means that when you are when you are always being supervised, when they are always telling that do this, do this, do this, it is not a right thing. It means that you are not you are not growing up to uh, the, the way you are expected to grow. Hallelujah. Amen. May we become mature in Jesus' name. To the extent that nobody should be able to tell you that you have to pray before you rise up and pray. When it's time for flow church, you're already awake. When it's time to be in church, you are already in church. It is a normal process of development that everybody must go through. Hallelujah. Amen. God gets so much worry when he realized that my children are not growing up my children are not praying my children are not reading the bible it is as painful as a mother giving birth to a, 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 a teenager and a teenager is still crawling hallelujah amen so bishop said that children bear little fruits and contributes little to the building of the home. Hallelujah. Amen. When you when when children come and then see food on the table, they don't ask where daddy, where did you get this this food from? All that they are interested in is to is to eat. Sometimes when they wake up, they remind me that they are school fees. One of them is always reminding me of a graduation fee. Every morning, she is reminding me of a graduation fee. They don't contribute anything into the home. As for the boy, Sunday morning, you see that I am busily we are running up and down Charlie, we have to run so that we don't go to church late he has gone to bring football and said that daddy let's play I said you are a child you don't know what you are doing hallelujah Amen. now 
to be a mature Christian, there are certain things you must know. And there are certain things that you must do. Hallelujah. Amen. A mature Christian have reasons for the things that we do. And by the grace of God, Bishop has given us 30 things that a Christian do and the reason why we do them. Hallelujah. Amen. There are certain things that we do that we, we must have a reason for them. Because when you say that you are a mature Christian, then it means that you must you must be able to defend whatever you do. A mature Christian is able to quote even scriptures to support anything that he does. So we must know the reason why we speak in tongues. We must know the reason why we come to church. Everything that we do, there's a reason for it. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't be also in church and then it's like, oh, I'm in church. I'm just following whatever they are doing. I'm in lighthouse. Why are you in lighthouse? I don't think our lighthouse. Do you know the reason why we do what we do? You just don't follow anything like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever you are following, you must follow with the reason. And we must follow with the passion. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you know that what you are following is a good thing. And it is also in the Bible. And because it's in the Bible, I am fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded. Like yesterday, I was watching a video. Somebody was blasting a was saying all sorts of things about Bishop Dax's ministry. Then another person, another pastor who is not a lighthouse pastor. He also rose up. And then he said that we don't follow Bishop Dax just for just for any reason. Whatever we when 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 you see us that we are following, we are not, excuse me to say, we are not stupid. We know what the Bible is saying. We follow him and then we compare with the Bible. So we are not just there. But there's a reason why we do what we do. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's a reason why we do what we do in the house of God. There's a reason why we preach with passion. There's a reason why we do anakazo. There's a reason why we pray. There's a reason why we worship God. Hallelujah. Amen. So anything that we do in the house of God, we are not to do doing this for fun. There is a reason for it. Amen. Amen. Number one. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? These are some of the some of the questions that we must ask ourselves and answer. A mature, a mature person asks these questions. 
and finds answers for them. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? Because the Bible describes us as a peculiar people. Hallelujah. Amen. Peculiar people. Peculiar people means you are special people. Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. He said that who gave himself for us? That he might redeem us from all iniquity. And purify unto himself a peculiar people. Zealous of good works. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Bishop said that just as the Jews are different in every community, wherever they find themselves, we should be different. Christians are to look different. Behave differently. Go to different places and do different things. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we are Christians, it is not every place that we can go. The Bible says that we are special people. Hallelujah. Amen. When you read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says that, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. It means that you are a special person. And because you are a special person, you must behave like a special person you must you 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 shouldn't be found anywhere hallelujah amen a mature christian knows that this place that i am i don't belong here hallelujah amen when you are in a very a, a, a certain area and that area is not good for you something must tell you that this is not where you belong hallelujah amen why because you are a special person say i am a special person I am a peculiar person. Amen. Amen. Number two. Why do Christians have close friendships with unbelievers? Close friendship with unbelievers. Sorry. Why do Christians not have close friendships? Yeah. The reason why we are not supposed to have a very close relationship with unbelievers. And I'm telling you that whatever we are doing, there's a scripture for it. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 to 15 He said that be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship 
had righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion had light with darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. So the reason why Christians are not supposed to have close relationships. And I'm talking about close relationships. Close friendship with unbelievers. It's because the Bible said that we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you realize that all your friends are unbelievers, all your friends are people who insult pastors. All your friends are people who do not go to church. All your friends are people who destroy the church. People who are against the church. You have to watch out. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to watch out. Because it is not leading you to a good place. By the time you realize you have joined them. Amen. Amen. Bishop said that Christians are different from unbelievers. Christians are called righteousness. Whilst unbelievers are called unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the righteousness of God. Amen. I say you are the righteousness of God. Number three. Why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? Let's look at the difference. Too. The other one is close friendships. But this one, he said that why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? Even though we are not supposed to be close friendship with them. But we must also be friendly with them. Amen. Now he said that because the Bible teaches us to reach out to all men. We have been instructed to reach out to the world. And that is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. We say that go ye into the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The reason why you must befriend some unbelievers is so that we will save them because this is the great commandment that has been given unto us that we should go out into all the world and there's no way you can go to somebody without befriending the person hallelujah Amen. so in as much as you are not supposed to be so close with them we must also befriend them so that we can save them hallelujah Amen. The Bible said that by all means we must save some. So whatever, whatever, whatever we are doing and wherever we are, we must be able to save some people. Amen. Amen. Number four. These are some of the questions that a mature person should know. 
Why do Christians not marry unbelievers? Why is it that we, 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 we are not allowed to marry unbelievers? Because the Bible says we should not be unequally yoked to unbelievers. Just as an ox cannot be yoked with a cat to do a good work on a farm, a Christian cannot be joined with an unbeliever in marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 15. We read it. That the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't say that, oh, Pastor, me, I'll change him. Oh, Pastor, you will be born again. I will marry him to change him. There's nothing like that. It doesn't work. The best thing that you can do is to pray for him and make sure that he is truly, truly born again. Before, if you have to take any step, you take it. But until then, Bible said that the heart of an unsaved man is dead. And is desperately wicked. Hallelujah. So that is the reason why we don't marry unbelievers. But we marry believers people who are born again people who are in the faith people who are in Christ hallelujah amen Amen. Amen. number five why do Christians not go to beach parties drink, drink cars unbeliever party and nightclubs why are we not supposed to be there? Hallelujah. Amen. Have you thought about it before? That you are not supposed to go to nightclubs. Unbeliever parties. Now, is it that because the Bible says that all things are lawful? But not all things are helpful. It will not help you to be a holy Christian if you are found at parties and nightclubs. You will find yourself also drinking, taking drugs, and having sex casually with the next available person. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 What does it say? It says, All things are lawful for me but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me but all things edify not. Hallelujah. Look at the word edify. Edify. I mean, give me New Living Translation. New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. 
Is that you say I am allowed to do anything? But not everything is good for you. You say I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is beneficial. Hallelujah. Amen. Say beneficial. Not everything is beneficial. So you have the chance to go to a nightclub. To go to an unbeliever party. Yes, they have invited you. You have to go. But the the Bible says that not all things edify. There are some places when you are there, it doesn't edify you. Have you realized that there are some places when you go, by the time you come back, it's like you are very far away from God. It's like it's like the distance between you and, and God is, has become very, very far. But there are some places that when you go and then you come, you realize that, hey, I'm so refreshed. Like the way last time we came from Mampong for a camp. You see, after I have gone to wait on God for some time, hearing messages, you come, you feel that something as some heavy burden has been taken off your shoulder. You cannot compare the same place to a nightclub where people have removed their dress and they are wearing only panties and only braziers. Their brother is showing. The only place that you do not see is the is the nipple. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like the, the moment you come, the thing will be running in your in your brain. It says that it does not edify. It does not edify. There are things that edifies you. Hallelujah. Amen. Places that when you go, it edifies you. These are the places that we should be. These are the places that God is expecting us to be. So a mature Christian is someone who abstains from all appearances of evil. Hallelujah. Amen. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Anywhere that you know that this place that I am it can easily lead me to destruction. Bible said that you should do what you should run. Abstain. Hallelujah. Bible talks about flee. You know, flee in 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 Ghana is is what is flee more. Flee Is it not Flickmo is like running so that your toe it doesn't touch the ground. Those days when we were running hundred meters. When your toe touches the ground, you go slow. But when you use the front side of your leg and then you are using it to run. The way you can go fast. But that is how the Bible said that we should flee. We should run. Places that that will lead you into destruction. 
Listen that will lead you to sin. He said that we should run. Hallelujah. You have realized that Charlie, this room that I am. You have visited the guy. That place is a blue light. It doesn't have a chair. It is only a bed. His bed is his chair. So the moment you enter the room, you don't have any choice than to sit on the bed. What is the Bible saying that we should do? Flee for your life. Flee for your life. Because by the time you realize, Charlie, you are you are you are you have removed certain things. By the time you realize you are naked, and they are doing certain things to you, and you you cannot do anything about it. But the Bible said that we should flee. Hallelujah! Flee, run away. Flee, Run so that your toe it doesn't reach the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. When you visit him and then you know that, brother, what you are coming to do, I know the end result. You must quickly make a decision to flee. Hallelujah. Amen. To be a mature Christian. It takes a lot of decision. You make a conscious decision that I will live for God. That I will not allow the world to contaminate me. Hallelujah. Amen. So may God help us to remain focused and become mature become mature in the Lord mature in the word of God that the decision that we take on a daily basis will not make wrong decisions but will make the right decisions in Jesus mighty name 